With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. And I pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Hi everybody and welcome to the RHAP B&B for the preseason of Survivor Winners at War. My name is Mike Bloom, back for the first B&B of 2020 proper to get into the most hyped Survivor season of all time. Perhaps the most hyped B&B of all time. We shall see. Let's bring in a great panel to break down everything that might have to tangentially do with Survivor Winners at War, considering how much podcasting has happened around this season. First, someone who I talked Winners at War with all the way back in June and is now uh, making her return after talking about it more a couple times, Liana Boris. Liana, how are you? I'm good. I also, for a brief moment, forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> it's like, what did we do in June? Oh, did the you, draft podcast. Are you, do you have global transient amnesia like Jeff Probst? I think so. I think I, I don't remember Guatemala at all. So I think that's definitely part of it. I can't not believe that we get to do a weekly podcast about winners at war. The all winners survivor season. I just want to take a moment to just revel in that excitement. And then mm. I will be ready to jump into everything. Yes, let's soak it in like the sponges that we are. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Marinating it. All right, now that we're properly marinated and juiced up, let's bring in our guest. And this is, while it's his B&B debut, he is not a stranger to Rob Has a Podcast and Reality TV Rehab Ups whatsoever. He's formerly of Reality News Online, but you know him from his great work on Why Blank Lost with Jessica Lewis. David Bloomberg, welcome to the B&B. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, the last time I stayed at a B&B, there were bed bugs. So, you know, I'm hoping this is a better well, experience. Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, we got news <laughs> for our staff. Uh, yeah, this is uh, we're a little run down, um, but I'm I'm here for this crossover episode. We just hope that our the stay will be well. Can't we can't say it's going to be bed bug free, but hopefully it's fun. Yeah, exactly. I think I think bed bugs can create a bit more fun. You know, you always feel like you won't feel alone in a room when you have bed bugs. <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me of the cats movie. Were there Why? bed bugs? I don't oh, know, but just like no, dancing oh, bugs. you're talking about the, the freaky dancing cockroaches yes. that Rebel Wilson ate. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh man, we're what like three minutes in, and we already have a cat's reference. This is not a good start. Leon and I had a lot of discourse <laughs> offline over the course of the holidays about our respective cats viewing experience. Uh, I saw mine alone in a theater, as in I was the only one in the theater over the course of the showing. So that was an entirely unique experience. Oh my gosh. And I was watching it with somebody who had never, did not know about the musical Cats and was seeing it for the very first time. So it was also a very interesting experience. Well, I did not see it at all. So uh, <laughs> that's again, you know, again I, good for you. Uh, well, now yeah. I'm going to ditch the game of which Cats characters are our winners now because now we won't have you be able to contribute anything to it. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe I'll just uh, randomly guess and still get well, it right. Well, Tyson is definitely Bustafer Jones because he loves to eat. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, let's see, who would be, would is Adam Mr. Mistopheles, I think? Because <laughs> he he loves to, well, I think Ben might because of like the magic he's able to bring with the Ben bombs. That's very true. Uh, you could say that Boston Rob is Gus the theater cat because he's sort of like wizened <laughs> and like, you know, some might say he's out of his prime. <laughs> okay, Mike, that's enough. All right. Well, well, this is another podcast for another date. Uh, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here. Before we get into anything, David, it is a tradition here on the B&B for new guests to sort of give their survivor resume. Now, of course, you sort of have your own online footprint that shows when you started watching the show. But for the uninformed, uh, give a little bit of your background as to your history with the show before you started engaging with Rob has a podcast proper. So I started watching in the very first season and started writing about it in the first season. Uh, at the time, I was actually doing book reviews of nonfiction books for uh, a newspaper and needed someplace else to put them. So I found this online site that paid you uh, per impression. And there was also a message board there and people were talking about things that they were getting a lot of hits on. And one was talking about how many hits they were getting writing survivor articles. And I read their survivor articles. And I was like, these are these are not good. I can do way better than this. And so I started doing that and it grew from there. That company went out of business as part of the dot com bust because they were paying way too much money per impression and moved over to another site. I started creating reality news online and went from there. Just uh, built up that website, had a couple of other uh, reality TV websites as well. Um, and it started among other things, the why blank lost column, which Rob actually took the rules that I had written. So I write wrote rules after the first season on how to win and, uh, expanded on them each season. Rob at the time that he went out there, printed them out and took them with him to Ponderosa to study. And so uh, you know, I kept building up reality news online for a while until it just got to be too much. And so the the website shut down a number of years ago. And then a few years later, after a post on Facebook, I reconnected with Rob and uh, well, short, long story short, here I am. Well, thank you, Yule, for being able to connect David Bloomberg and Rob and have him be brought back into the podcast sphere covering Survivor. Maybe you can connect <laughs> on LinkedIn next. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, my kids are on LinkedIn. I don't think I'm ever going to need it. That's possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, he still has not approved me, Yule, on LinkedIn. Uh, someone else got it, though. Although I think that counts as a point for us. I know. Uh, right, Mike, exactly. like, we're, we're, we're technically on the same team. Like we're individually functioning, but it's sort of like a tribal aspect where Leon and I are sort of competing together. And I will admit, so 
we recorded that podcast, segueing a bit into Survivor 40. We recorded that podcast, obviously, before we knew about the return of Edge of Extinction, the fire tokens. And I got to say, looking at the people that I think Leon and I sort of chose between, listen, no uh, shade to Ali and Akiva and the people that they picked, but I feel like our teams actually look a good amount stronger considering this is probably a group that looks most likely to come back from Edge of Extinction should they ever go. Now, look. Will they win if they come back from Edge of Extinction? I have no idea, but I think in retrospect, we might have made even better picks than we realized, Liana. Oh, yeah. I am ready for the trash talk because I feel so good about our teams. I really think we're going to win. Plus, we have that extra, the little Yule bump, if you will. Uh, and so I think that that we could really take this thing. So, obviously, you know, we, we've talked for a lot. There's been a lot of coverage of Survivor 40 and RHAP between the roundtables that the three of us were on. Rob's been doing his cast previews. I was on with him and Chelsea Walker to break down the Survivor at 40 special, which got us all, you know, primed and ready to go for next Wednesday. But Liana, I'll throw it to you first, because again, we did not know anything about what was going to be involved with Survivor 40 this season when we were talking back then in June. Now that we sort of have the opportunity to revisit things and congregate once again to talk about the season, what's sort of your feelings what are you gauging coming in now knowing what these winners are going to be up against so i guess you're mostly speaking to the format of the show so edge of extinction the fire tokens those types of things you know what as much as i want to rag on edge of extinction because i do think it's stupid just the overall positiveness of having all winners i just can't freaking get over it you guys i'm just so excited i don't care give them fire tokens give them water tokens give them earth stones i don't really care like i'm just so excited to watch these people play so yeah i want to look at it and i want to be critical and i want to be able to you know think about what survivor is going to look like in the future and how can i make an impact and all the props to josh wiggler for doing that but you know what guys it's freaking all winners and i'm just excited yeah, David, we got to see the first four minutes or so uh, at the end of the Survivor at 40 special. And I talked about this on the podcast, but man, I was so happy just watching those 20 people standing on the mats, you know, being able to break down their games, reading and listening to their interviews. Like it, it just got me so excited to watch these 20 people play. Your opinions may vary on the game that they're going to play, but just watching these people again on our screens facing off against each other. It, it just puts a smile on my face that I don't know if I can get rid of. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, my opinions on uh, Edge of Extinction are already very well known, um, including by Chris Underwood, apparently. But, uh, uh, you know, we I'm I'm like Liana. Yeah, let's just ignore that as much as possible. I'm excited to see these winners. I mean, freaking Ethan is back. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can you not be excited about mm -hmm. that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Ethan and Tyson. Wow. You guys like this is just going to be such a fun yeah. season. I'm still just in <laughs> shock. And I know that I'm probably sound like a broken record here, but to see how all of these players who are just, they've all won. They're also adapt. And just, to see what they do with all of these things, with the Edge of Extinction, with the fire tokens. You know, it's it's one thing to, you know, to have a twist with newbies. It's another thing to have a twist with seasoned players. And so I'm just really curious to know how these guys are going to approach all of the twists and turns that Survivor is going to throw at them. Right. That's the thing for me is that this is something that's never been done before. 
you know, it, it reminds me of like the fervor that built around Survivor All Stars, where that was really outside of like a couple of instances of the the challenge in its early iterations. That was really the first time that they had brought back former reality show contestants to compete against one another. And we didn't know were the likes of your your Richard Hatch, Rob Sesternino, uh, Tina Wesson, Ethan Zahn going to do well? Were they going to be immediate threats? And we sort of learned over time sort of what the commonalities were with the turning player seasons. But this completely livens up the formula in that these people have all won. And yes, there is a stratification when it comes to threats. We have been reading the interviews where they sort of talk about who they want to target and who they want to align with. But when you bring in all these people who know how to win a jury vote in some way, shape or form, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how they approach other players knowing that they know the exact same skills that, that they know themselves. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. And you were talking about all those different you know levels of threats. And that's one thing we talked about. You've got the, the lesser threats, the bigger threats, the more threatening, lesser threats, the less threatening, greater threats. Uh, I mean, you could just break it down 18 different mm-hmm. ways. I, you know, so we have at the time we're recording us, what, four or five days until the premiere. and. Well, yes, I really want it to start. I'm also enjoying living in this fantasy world mm. of just all the things that could happen and what might happen, who's going to work with who. So I'm still going to try to enjoy these last few days with all of the theories and speculation, but I'm I'm ready. My, my body is ready. <laughs> well, speaking of that, so obviously... Uh, we have our preseason predictions. I know they went a bit off of the normal curve when I went out preseason for Survivor 39. So Liana automatically got the win. Woo-hoo. I am in the dark here, just like everybody else. I did not go out on set for Survivor 40, so I have no idea what's going to happen. But obviously, we sort of figured this out with the advent of Edge of Extinction. Like, what do we think, guys? Over under one person quits the Edge of Extinction this season. I- um. For me, it's about who do I think would quit the Edge of Extinction. Like, if I could identify the person, because we know these people all so well. Like, I could imagine Sandra or Boston Rob or even Amber just being like, it's fine. I'll just leave. (laughs) Like, I don't mind. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but I, I, I don't think Sandra can still walk around saying I'm the queen if she walks off of Edge of Extinction. And I, I don't think Rob would do it either. Amber, maybe, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think that the, I think nobody mm. quits. So on that note, because I do think that there's very uh, credible evidence to your point, David, leaning towards that, knowing that we really can't have many predictions as to when people get voted off. So essentially what Leon and I are going to do is I think we're just going to each pick like a few things we expect the selected person to do in the game. And then we'll make a winner pick, and that's basically it. So we're, we're, we're sort of stewing away, doing away with placements, since I think it's a little ambiguous anyway as to like what officially Survivor deems placements as they were when you lose the Edge of Extinction. So we're just going to go more qualitative than quantitative this season, and hopefully we'll be able to still have some merriment along the way. I think it'll be good. I also it's just it's so hard, you know, because Mike and I were talking about how to do this in the preseason and I was like random. Mike was like, Brant, steal them <laughs> because this really could go so many different ways. It's so <laughs> difficult to do the prediction. So not that that's any way where it's a cop out or something like that. I think it'll just be more fun this way, especially because we have Edge of Extinction and they're all essentially probably going to be there at the end. Right. 
Uh, and speaking of that, I don't know, is this, do you think this is the largest share of people who could possibly win the game out of any cast? Like, we know feasibly, going into a typical season of Survivor, there are unfortunately some people who have a much harder path to that million dollars than others. But, I mean, looking at this cast, I really could see a winning path for a lot of them, probably due to the fact that they have had that winning path before. Yeah, I mean, there are only two people, I think, who absolutely, I would say, cannot win the game. And that would be Sandra and Rob. Because, you know, they're, they're going to get voted out. It's just, there, there's no chance. Now, if by some miracle they make it to the end, then they do win. But it, it would literally take a miracle. So, yeah, I would say there's about 18 people. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think even though you talk about the stratification of the winners, I I still think that even one of the more threatening people, I think we could see a Kim win. I I don't think that it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, Boston Rob and Sandra are probably out of it. So, (laughs) bye, guys. Well, I mean, listen, they they have the (laughs) consolation prize of giant heads that are still remaining in Fiji to this point and might be there until the end of time at this point. (laughs) I think they will be. I believe it. (laughs) Listen, I I totally understand people are like, why didn't they tear down the heads? But like it was it's a piece of art getting to see those heads. I would feel terrible. You know, I worked in theater. We're all used to that poor thing of like having to tear down a set. You spend all these hard earned hours and money building. Keep it up. Be proud of what you build, Survivor Art Team. I certainly am. Yeah, I do like the concept of just cover it with a tarp. <laughs> and then that way, at least other people won't be able to see it. I don't know if they could get a tarp that big, but I thought that would have been really funny. Or what shove it in the to... closet. It's like the concept well, gonna... of like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to cover it with something or like shove it away. Well, what if the tarps that the tribes are eventually going to win are the ones covering the heads? So then it's like an extra incentive uh... of like, you want to know what's underneath that tarp? You better win it. <laughs> Can you imagine they're thinking it's some giant reward? I don't even know what it would be like stacks of cars. <laughs> and then turns out it's just like a statue of Boston Rob. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> It's the biggest pile of pizza yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, of Survivor pizza. Gel- like congealed, warm Fiji pizza. Mm. Uh, yeah, or they think it's like, oh, it's like a deluxe shelter. And I mean, they wouldn't be too wrong. It's just going to be a statue of the guy who built a deluxe shelter like two weeks ago. Are, they should give away the snug and the shelter that Boston Rob and Sandra, quote unquote, built while they were out there for season 39. What's going to happen to that? I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be preserved. Obviously, the statue heads are, but now it seems like, I don't know, if they if they end up doing like an Island of the Idols too, I think they could very easily swap everything out and just keep that shelter in as just like, well, we might as well use this. Look, we're not going to bring in any other people that can build it as well as Rob did. Yeah. Well, like, actually. Maybe it'll be a reward this season. Well, they went to go live there, the, um, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, from on season 39. So yeah, maybe it is some sort of reward. I could see that. Well, I mean, if Rob and Sandra somehow make it to like the final five or six, then if they do another wild goose chase for an idol, then they're going to have an advantage, right? Because they know where all the machetes are. They know what that about the swing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then the, what would they leave themselves a note of like, oh, you we had one more <laughs> test for you. Signed past Rob and Sandra. <laughs> yeah, love old Sandra from the past. That would be cute. <laughs> So, David, obviously, you've done a lot of talking about the Survivor winners, both on this season and off this season. But, you know, we we usually ask if our guests have any other discussion questions they want to bring in, particular to the B&B. 
is there anything that you have, or are you, you know, have you expended all the possible topics of Survivor 40 before we subject you to many more? Well, almost all of them. There is one thing that we brought up a little bit on our preview, but didn't really expand on, and that's pregame alliances. Because there are several people who are talking about them. Uh, Nick, in particular, mentioned that he has a, a pregame alliance that no one would have ever predicted with Yule and Michelle. And then, of course, we heard that Sandra, Tony, and Sarah have something going. And when we were talking about it, Jessica was just offended, just offended that Nick would be so honest and say that he had this pregame alliance. But you know, we heard about that on Game Changers as well. And the question is, to me, do they really help? And I think that they did help in Game Changers. Uh, there were, some, but there were some that we heard about, like uh, supposedly Brad, Sierra, and Troyzan. Um, there was also something with Brad, Troyzan, and Sandra, maybe, and Varner. Now you could argue that helped, but you could also argue it hurt because allegedly that's why Sandra didn't target Brad in the combined tribal council, which ended up hurting her game in the end. So. You know, that's that's the question that I would have is what do you think? Do they help? Do they hurt? Combination? Hmm. You know, I think that that's really interesting because uh, having a strategy going into Survivor can be useful. But I think that people that are really adept Survivor players, they're the ones that can roll with all of the punches and they are willing to change direction, change alliances if necessary and can really sense what's going on because everything is so fluid. So I think if you have a pregame alliance and you try to stick with that pregame alliance, that can be detrimental to you. So I think, yes, they're probably helpful from the get go because, okay, at least you know that there are people that are there that are willing to have your back. But if you get in the game and things are really not working for you, you need to reevaluate that pregame game alliance and be willing to drop it if it's not working yeah so it's a bit of a mixed bag because we saw back in survivor all-stars what leon is talking about where the rumor was that there was a, a pre-game alliance between boston rob big tom lex and kathy and rob was able to pivot like you mentioned liana he found amber and said i'm gonna ditch this pre-game alliance and end up going with amber and obviously we knew uh, what that led to in terms of the fallout with Lex. We know in Survivor Cambodia, you know, there was that interview where a lot of people had talked about the pregame alliances that they made. It seemed like I can't remember, but it really seemed like a lot of them just really like went out the window uh, mm. when push came to shove. Maybe it was because of the tribe divisions or just the need to really play the game hard once they hit the beach. I would say it really depends on the person. Cassandra is someone who really, for the most part, like if she makes a deal with you, she's going to stick to it. So I feel like a pregame alliance with Sandra is great because she's probably not going to gun for you in that regard. But I feel like if you make a pregame alliance with somebody like uh, like a Tyson, for example, like he doesn't care. He's uh, he's going to mm -hmm. ditch you ASAP right. to benefit his game. So if you do make a pregame alliance, I think you really have to judge the type of people that would actually stick to it. Not just the people that say, yeah, I'll say yes to it now. But once our feet hit the sand, then it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I'm wondering is, OK, when when Nick said I have a pregame alliance with Yule and Michelle, how much did they talk about it? Was it just a couple of texts? Was it, you know, are they really going to stick to it? And 
you know, we won't know until it happens. But then on the flip side, what about the people who didn't make pregame alliances who should have? Like we saw those first few minutes of of the season. And one thing we heard was Sandra saying, I spent 36 days with Rob and he didn't mention that he was coming out here to play because a lot of our pregame stuff assumed that those two talked mm-hmm. about and that, you know, that Sandra and Amber would be on the same tribe and that those two would probably have something worked out as well. And then there started to be hints when Amber said things in interviews like, I don't really trust Sandra. And then for, for her to come out and say flat out, now I'm mad at Rob because he didn't say anything. Is the lack of a pregame alliance going to end up hurting him? Hmm. I, I, so, okay. So I guess, so pregame alliance is sort of this term that we are using to describe essentially pre-existing relationships. So if we take a step back and we think about, okay, so these are people who have interacted before. And if my friend who I knew was going to do something and I, and I told, I, I told them I was going to go and they didn't tell me that they were going to go, I would be mad. <laughs> so it's just sort mm-hmm. of like, oh, it's, 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 uh, it feels like a betrayal just because if you have a pre-existing relationship, there are certain expectations that come with having a relationship with somebody else. And so you start to make assumptions about how that person should behave and how that person should act. And if those aren't met or if there's differences in those expectations, then, yeah, I think you're going to have maybe a different reaction than you would if it was somebody that was an unknown. And so just sort of factoring in how all of these relationships might impact the game. I think it becomes so, so complicated. Right. Because I think it seems like Sandra essentially saying like, like, why didn't Rob tell me? Yeah. You know, like I thought we were close. Uh, And, you know, I hope that's the case. I really hope that this is not just something that Sandra is playing up because this is talked about a bit in Big Brother, but like, don't lie to us in the confessionals people. Mm -hmm. Like, This should be an opportunity for you to break the fourth wall and talk to the audience about what exactly is going on. If you're trying to play up a narrative to us, that just makes us feel like we're sort of not we're, we're sort of being tricked as well. And it doesn't necessarily feel like we have the most, quote unquote, objective opinion on things. But I can imagine that Sandra is somebody who does feel hurt about that. Now, I don't know if that necessarily means that she's going to target Amber from the get go. I could imagine it being the other way around because it does seem at least the Marianos kind of put their heads together and they're like, yeah, you know, Rob's been watching Sandra for 36 days and she's a little dangerous. So we should probably gun for her. But. I don't know if Sandra is going to let those emotions she currently feels at the moment translate to her targeting Amber, especially because, you know, she's on the tribe with Amber. If she was on the tribe with Rob, maybe I could see something. But considering that they're separated, I don't know if that residual fury is going to move over to the other Mariano. Hmm. Yeah, right. Right. Well, let's move on here, because obviously we got a lot of opinions from ourselves included about these castaways. But we also got some opinions from one particular person one mr jeff probst who was really hyped about this season he's done a lot of interviews both with dalton ross and gordon holmes and also doing the press uh, the press circuit talking about this season so to start things off and this is sort of a way to, to break down the cast as well uh, i have prepared a little quiz about i don't know if you guys have been watching these but periodically these little one minute Preview videos for the contestants have been popping up on the official Survivor CBS Twitter account, which sort of gives Jeff's assessment on them and also their own assessment on themselves, I guess. And so how this is going to work is I'm going to read a quote 
that Jeff Probst said about a player. And we'll go back and forth on this, but you have to guess who that player was. Now, I have removed all uh, gender identity and pronouns, so I'm just going to use they, them. Uh, You can ask for a hint if you want to, and I can give the gender, but if you get it without the gender, you get two points. If you ask for the hint and you get it, you only get one point. Risk, reward. Liana, how much have you been paying attention to Jeff Probe's opinions on these 20 winners? Okay, so I have seen a couple because when I auto scroll through uh, Twitter, sometimes they just start to play or the like scroll through Twitter, they auto play. Um, So I've seen some of them. I will say a lot of the comments seem very generic. So I'm a little nervous for how this is going to go. All right. Well, then we'll throw it to David first. Okay. Uh, we'll get, we'll throw, <laughs> Good. We'll you, let him, you go first, David. <laughs> David, who hasn't seen any of the videos because Jeff Probst's opinions on the players is not something that I took into account. To be honest, we're taking him into account now and we'll see truly how much yeah. you know Jeff Probst, David Bloomberg. So again, I'm going to read a quote from Jeff about a player. I've removed all gender pronouns. Uh, you can guess the point, the, the person outright for two points. You can ask for a hint for the gender for one point. If you don't get it at all, it's zero points. So let's start with <laughs> the first quote here from Jeff. They've grown into a powerful person. And I'm really curious because I don't know how they're going to play. With Rob, I know. With Tyson, I know. With blank, dot, 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 you're scary because you already won and now you're different. <laughs> I'm going to go for broke and say Amber. I'm sorry. It is not Amber. You know what? Let, let's give uh, let's get let's give chances to steal here, like stealing oh, no. fire tokens. Liana, do you have a guess? Um, OK, it's somebody who he thinks is mysterious in some way. <laughs> um, OK, and it's not Tyson and it's not Boston Rob, but it's somebody maybe in that same vein. Um, I'm going to go with Jeremy. I'm sorry, it is not Jeremy. It is Sophie Clark. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, so he feels that Sophie My is the pick. most changed person uh, between seasons. And he, that mystery allure uh, really scares him because he's not entirely sure what he's about to see. Hmm, okay, yeah, I, I guess I could, I could understand that. Sure, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Liana, <laughs> let's go to you here. I think Blank's chances of winning are higher than people think. There's a lot of old school players here, and there's something about maybe I'll hang in there for a little bit with you. And I think your game may be better with Blank early on than without them. Oh, uh, okay. So this is definitely an old school player. I was trying to think whether or not that meant he was talking about a new school or an old school player. Okay, somebody who people think can't win. I'm going to go with Boston Rob. That is correct. Uh, probably a good rule early on was to just guess Boston Rob for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I think uh, Jeff would bristle a bit, David, at your accusation that there are only two people who can win the game because he feels like at least Boston Rob has a better chance for longevity than some people may think. I, I mean, I guess it all comes down to uh, the, the big question of do the targets band together or shoot at each mm. other? Yeah, but even then, if they do band together, I really think it's it's not going to last. I think maybe for the early pre-merge, right. but then I think you start to just want to get rid of those people. It's almost like having cash in your pocket. You just want to spend it. You just want to get rid of these people. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's the same way I feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I wonder how close they got. If Rob wasn't on this season, maybe his face would have been on the fire tokens. That's potentially. <laughs> we can build that look. We have the big heads. We start, should start building out survivor currency with some of these like Mountain Rushmore players, you know? <laughs> okay. Or, okay, well, my first thought was not the, the Mount Rushmore, but mine was like Boston Rob themed. So this is maybe because I'm about to record the after this, the Lego podcast where um, about Lego Masters, where they had to build a dream park. And all I'm thinking about is now an amusement park themed after Boston Rob. So you would get like Boston Rob themed cotton candy and you'd ride on the Boston Rob hat ride where you all sit in little <laughs> bee hats and spin around and. <laughs> You know, of course, the statue is there. Jeff Probst is has season pass tickets, and and that's all I'm picturing. Yeah. So then, what else? Like, but the, I don't think they would serve cotton candy. I think they'd only serve rice, right from the bottom of the pot. Yes. I think you get free admission if you were born at night, but not last night. Right. <laughs> um. Let's see what else. And waiting in line is terrible because you literally have to carry your family. Yeah, on your exactly. Back. <laughs> And there's just a bunch of turkeys garbling around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's a there's one of those like Dumbo flying rides, but they're chickens instead. Right. Oh, that would be good. I like this. The Boston Rob amusement park. I think <laughs> could be it could be a viable thing in the future. Get on it, Six Flags. Hey, maybe that's what they can do when yeah. when Survivor is done. They'll just turn that island because of course they're apparently never going to remove those statues ever. Is now the sense I get. So uh, so they could just keep them there and then build the theme park in Fiji. Could be a destination. At that point, Jeff would be as old as that dancing man from the Six Flags commercial, so he could be an easy substitute. <laughs> God, those commercials are so weird. I wonder what happened to that guy. Yep. <laughs> Do we think he's still alive? I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that guy was actually a young girl. So, Wait, really, you know. Oh yeah. Let's, let's yeah. See. I, I have an article from Bustle.com. Dressed up. Who's the Six Flags dancing man? Danny Teeson is actually a choreographer, and the internet is in love. Oh, so yeah, the not an old man. You go, Danny. Yeah, go, Danny. I, guess, I guess go. <laughs> well, what do you do after that? Like when you put that Let's... on your resume, dance old dancing man in Six Flags commercial. <laughs> well, considering that his website is is gone, I guess not much. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Danny, hopefully we can uh, get you back in the limelight sometime soon. Let's get back to the game. Uh, David, we're going back to you for this one. Here's a quote from Jeff. Mm. Blank was somebody who we had our fingers crossed when we called. They were one of the most enthusiastic. It's not about, I'm out here to show my kids. I'm out here to win again. I think the fact that they think people underestimate them puts a little chip on their shoulder. Oh, underestimate. I don't think, I mean, the, obviously the most underestimated is Michelle, but I don't think he would be fingers crossed about Michelle. Um, I'm just going to stay old school and uh, go with Ethan. That is incorrect. Liana, you want to take a guess? Ooh. Okay, somebody who's... I like the Michelle guess. Maybe it is Michelle. Um, I could see it also being maybe Danny. So I think I'm going to... Oh. Or, okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Danny. That is correct. Danny Boatwright. Uh, yeah, interesting that Jeff said it was somebody who they had their fingers crossed when they called. I guess we sort of found out through this preseason that people like Danny and Yule have gotten offers. They've just turned it down in the past. 
it surprised me a bit with Danny. I had thought, I think a lot of the fan base had thought that Guatemala was one of those seasons that they just like to forget. But apparently Danny has been asked a few times and for one reason or another, she's just turned it down. Hmm. That's really interesting because I feel like, did she say she would only come back if it was all winners? I don't know why I feel like I heard that somewhere. No, I, I feel like there was something where like I, Steve I, Helling did something back in like mm-hmm. 2012, I think, catching up with the winners. And I think Danny did say something along the lines of like, yeah, I'd come back if it was an all winners type of season. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So, Liana, we're sticking with you here. Blank, I think, is someone that because their personality is so electric and dynamic and can be abrasive, that sometimes people miss them. But I put them in my top 10 winners. They know how to manipulate. I think the question for them is, who's going to want to play with them? Ooh, okay. So the abrasive personality line stood out to me. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with Natalie. That is correct. (laughs) Natalie Anderson. Okay, yeah. It's like, who else could that be? I don't know. I was a little surprised that that Jeff was so high on Natalie's game. I'm happy about it because I'm also very high on Natalie's game, but I wasn't entirely sure what Jeff felt about her as a winner until now. Mm. Yeah, he put, what do you say, top 10? That's pretty crazy. I, uh, yeah, Yeah. I I wouldn't expect that from him. I mean, I, I get the sense that he does really like her. I like, I think he thinks like, oh, you know, she's dynamic. She's a firecracker and they want to, they like, he likes her. Uh, But top 10, that's pretty high. David, what did you think about Jeff's comment about how he's not sure who's going to want to play with Natalie? What's what's your assessment? Do you think going back to the idea of like pre-existing relationships outside of Jeremy is is Natalie someone who will not be sought out as an ally? Yeah, and that's one reason in our preview, I I didn't have much to say about her because, you know, when she did play, it was I mean, it was with the San Juan del Sur group, you know, and once Jeremy was gone, not a bunch of geniuses (laughs) there. Uh, and yeah, she is not really part of what we normally consider the survivor community. So she has Jeremy, but I, I just think a lot of the other winners may not know what to make of her and therefore may not know if they want to go along mm. with her. Yeah, I could see her being targeted early. You know, I know that there's a lot of talk of, oh, Sarah, because of all of Dalton Ross's who would you vote out first Instagram posts. But Natalie's another person who I could see everybody being, you know, like David said, being nervous about and having trepidation working with her. Um, And that I don't know, that might not bode well. All right. So I've been reading up on this character named Mr. Six who was the old man from the Six Flag commercials. <laughs> and in November 2005, Daniel Snyder, owner of the NFL's Washington Redskins, took over Six Flags, and on the very next day, he announced the retirement of the ad <gasps> campaign. Snyder said that Mr. Six was quote-unquote pointless. Oh, my God. Oh. I would love to be at the point where I have enough money to buy a chain and then cancel the commercial that I didn't like. What would I do? What commercials do I hate? Um, uh, like if you if you bought car one eight hundred one eight seven seven cars for yes, kids and yes. like just like an end to that jingle, you know? Yes. Or Selena and Barnes. Yes, that's exactly right. I would just be like, God, I hate that commercial so much. Buy the company and cancel the commercial, and then sell the company. <laughs> like that's what yeah, I would immediately do. sell it. I just wanted. I had my one thing to do, and now I'm done. I'm I liquidating now. Hate this song so much. Get that jingle off my television screen. Wow, Daniel Snyder, yeah, like b- b- big petty energy from just immediately to buying Six Flags and then saying, get rid of this guy, put poor Danny Teeson out of work and get rid of his website. <laughs> that, 
Yeah, apparently he just blackballed him from the yeah, industry. That's amazing. I mean, I feel bad, but also, yeah, that's that's crazy. Wow, you're gonna be dancing out of this town, Tyson, when I'm done with you. <laughs> you dun 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 all the way to the door. <laughs> all right, David. Blank, I know, has something to prove. There's a question of how strong of a player are they, despite the fact that they won the game. I like the fire in their eyes right now. I know people are wondering about me. Let's just see how it goes. Well, after my uh, last comment, I think I have to go with Michelle. Yep, for this right one. on the money there with Michelle. Yeah, All right. <laughs> that's his like quintessential comment that he would make about Michelle too, right? Like, I'm personally not going to yeah. validate her as a winner, <laughs> right? But it's like, well, she's got you know, feels like she's got a lot to prove to me as well. Uh, I I really loved slash my heart broke for her interview with Dalton Ross. Like I think I think it's it's a great perspective sometimes into like the fan community as a whole and how sometimes I think uh, certain pieces of feedback might honestly contribute to someone having a negative perception behind what should be one of the best moments of their lives. So I really encourage mm-hmm. people to check it out if they haven't. It's one of the first interviews that Dalton uh, put out there where Michelle goes in length about you know. The, the reputation behind her win, how that affected her viewing her own game and how, to Jeff's point, she's really come in and has something to prove. I'm so excited to watch her play. Uh, you know, even after her season, it was like, oh, she's the type of person that could come and win an all winner season. And I feel exactly the same now. I, I think, you know, even though, yes, we talk about there are 18 people who have a chance to win. I think she has a chancier chance to win. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I agree. We have second yeah. chances and second chancier chances. This is, and it's back. It's more <laughs> chancier than ever. This is chancier chances. Now, you have a chance to roll this dice, and that's going to get you the advantage that you're going to carry throughout the game. We're leaving it up to chance. <laughs> Guess what? Sia didn't give any money this year. It's Chance the Rapper, and it's you have a 1 in 20 <laughs> chance of getting the money from him. I also like the idea that the ch- the the reward that you win is also a chance. You roll it at Tribal Council. Do you get an idol? Do you get a seal of vote? It's a, it's up to chance. Exactly. All right. So we are going back to Liana. Blank is the one player who on day one, I think might be feeling a little intimidated. If they can survive the first vote or two, then they can get their footing. And then blank is somebody to watch out for. Ooh, feeling intimidated. That makes me feel like it could be Adam or Nick. Um, I'm going to go with Adam. That is incorrect. David, would you like to guess? No, don't say Nick. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, well, I was thinking that, but I, I'm also thinking it might not just be the newest of the new who mm. could be intimidated, but someone who hasn't played in forever, like mm. an Amber. So I don't know. Does the steal a vote get to? Well, I can't catch up with you if I start uh, only getting one point. Well, I can't catch up to you no matter what. But um yeah, I'll go with Nick. What the heck? I'll just steal your uh, steal your other. And stealing option. worked in this Damn case. It. Your larceny got you two points. It was indeed about Nick Wilson. <laughs> no, that's what I get for articulating my thoughts. Well, that, I was yeah, thinking yeah, that yeah. anyway. That was my first thought, and then I almost <laughs> overthought it. Do we? How similar do we feel? Like because Adam and Nick are sort of both lumped into this like super duper fan category. But it seems like Adam is pursuing the super fan strategy a lot more than Nick of like really supplicating himself of like, wow, you're these legends of the game. But do you think like they're going to be viewed as the same type of person slash player because they happen to both be the biggest fans to ever win? 
I I don't think so. And we we did talk about this a little bit, so I don't want to repeat too much. But like Nick has not had time to get into the survivor community, whereas Adam has. Adam has met these people. He's played blackjack with Boston Rob uh, and me, but I lost and they didn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, whereas Nick is so new that he just hasn't had that chance. And, you know, we talked about a little bit. Tyson mentioned that, like, he turned his baseball cap around and then Nick turned his baseball cap around, <laughs> which it was in one way it's like communicating i want to work with you but it's also kind of like oh mm -hmm. i yeah I, I i like that i like that assessment i think also adam comes across as a little bit more mm, strategic uh so i think even if adam sort of plays the aw shucks like i'm just so excited to work with you i think people will always second guess his motivations just because he's so vocal about strategy and he's so vocal about how much he loves the game but not as uh, so much as i think nick is just like a happy puppy dog that wants to be there i think uh, adam is really a little bit more at least appears to be a little bit more strategic and cutthroat and so i think that if i had to pick between the two of them i think adam would be targeted first over nick mm, or it could be probably more appealing as an ally of like well i guess it depends if you're going for like a brain trust thing of like i want somebody to bounce ideas off of Adam would be more viable, mm -hmm. but if you're just looking for like a loyal soldier, and that's what Nick is hoping, right? He's right. He says like I basically want to be a free agent at this point, hoping that all these big guns target one another and they just use me as a number. Then he would probably be from a perception perspective, someone to to go for over Adam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I've I've picked it the opposite mm. way. I think Nick will go early and Adam will stay mm. later. But neither can yeah, live. Yeah. All the other survives. <laughs> Right. <laughs> There's only one super fan here. Before we move on to more fun and games, we're going to take a quick break to listen to a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No and we are back, so let's keep on keeping on. Uh, all right, David, let's go to you here. Blank is one of the favorite people that has ever played the game. They're likable, they're very smart, and I think those are all going to be big reasons why they're in early trouble. Everybody saw they were able to sort of charm people without it ever seeming like they're in charge. But if Blank gets a strong alliance, man, they are tough to beat. Ooh. Um, I'm, I'm wavering between two people. And I'm not going to say it, so it can't be stolen from me. Um, and I keep going back to the same person. So at some point, you're going to have to get to them. I'll say Ethan again. Sorry, it is not Ethan. Liana? Yeah. Is it Kim? It is not Kim. What? It is Mr. Beve himself, Wendell Holland, that Jeff is talking about. Oh, oh not wow. on the short list. Okay. 
No, not on <laughs> mine right. at all either. Yeah, this is an interesting assessment from Jeff because I think that a lot of people had Wendell slotted to like at least make it pretty far, but Jeff seems to be prognosticating mm-hmm. a possible early boot for Wendell because everyone sees how likable he is and he's a very recent winner. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see them necessarily saying, oh, he's too likable. He has to go like first. I guess maybe it's hard because if Jeff is out there and he can maybe sense something that we don't see, because I haven't seen that. Uh, you know, like Wendell has as a name has not really come up, I feel like all that much. Um, and so it just seems hard to believe that everybody's like, oh, my God, Wendell. <laughs> Well, I I think part of that is the fact that uh, he was known as being part of a duo. You know, it's not like a Kim situation where it's like we saw her singularly, uh, you know, basically rule the game with all these sub alliances. Wendell basically had like a dedicated person, a couple of people that he was chummy with, and he won as a result of that. So we talked about this, I think, actually back in June, Leona, that that's something working in his favor is this fact that there are still people that are debating like, well, maybe Dom should have won over Wendell as opposed to some of these other people where it's like, yeah, they definitively should have won the game. Yeah, but then isn't that, does that make them less of a threat if there's a debate about whether or not they even deserve to win in the first place? It's like, yeah, it's Wendell. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. is, uh, I think, I, I, I personally yeah. think that he's, he's less of a threat. I, I agree that I don't know exactly if, as much hard gamers as these are, I don't know if likability is going to be something to target someone with right out of the gate, unless your name is Ronnie Barda and you're going after Elaine in the first vote. Mm-hmm. Like, I could... I I don't necessarily see it, but again, you never know with these players, and they end up they could end up like scrapping Wendell right before the merge happens or something because they they fear what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. All right, Liana, blank is going to be a weapon in this game every single time they play. Their whole key is: can I get two people to play with me? If I can just get a couple, they can go a long way. Ooh. Okay. Um uh, right. All right. I have no idea. Um okay, always going to be okay, somebody who's always a th- Okay, so it's not Boston Rap. <laughs> um uh oh, um pa- Parvati. I think I'm going to go with Parv. That is correct. It is indeed the return of the Black yeah. Widow herself yes. in Parvati. Cuz she's always she's always on. She's always going to be a threat. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the whole, can I get two people to play with me thing? Because I guess that was a little bit in Heroes versus Villains, right? Like, at first, nobody wanted to play with her except for Russell and Danielle, and she was able to get to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, and also in, in Micronesia, she had Sari mm-hmm. and Amanda. Yeah, that's true. Though she, did, she also did have James, and I guess to a lesser extent, Ozzy as well. So it just seems like every time she gets back, she gets like fewer and fewer people to connect with. <laughs> yeah, but apparently that's all she needs, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, Liana. It was a closer score than you think, uh, but you were able to prevail. So, David, you proved that you connected the least with Jeff Probst, which, considering your own proclivities, I guess makes you a winner in your own way as well. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think David actually wins here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I want to talk about something that happened recently so kim spradlin posted on instagram a picture of i think it was a bottle of champagne with a note Mm. from jeff probst 
So uh, it's a little difficult because Jeff Probst does not have great handwriting, but I will try to read what he wrote to Kim. So he wrote, when we are casting new players, your name always comes up more than any other. People either compare themselves to you or aspire to be like you. I am truly grateful you said yes, despite having to leave your family. It would have been tough to do without you. You're one of the most dominant to ever play. And your attitude is amazing. I hope you enjoy the premiere, Jeff. So this post has then spawned a few responses from some of the other contestants on this season. So first of all, Tyson uh, reposted the photo, but crossed out Kim's name and wrote his own. Um, (laughs) Aris also responded, but he changed a few more things. So it's uh, still it's the same letter, but he crossed out Kim's name and wrote his and then altered the letter to change it to say your name never comes up more than any others. People don't compare themselves to you. I am truly grateful you said no, despite having to be with your family. You're one of the least dominant to ever play. So that was hilarious. But I think my overall favorite response to this was Sarah Lacina responded by posting a picture of like a bush light can and then wrote on a torn up piece of paper. It just says, Sarah, thanks, Jeff. (laughs) This saga was so funny to me. And it just got me thinking about what Jeff wrote to the other contestants. So I wanted to ask the two of you if you had any thoughts about this, because I was just speculating, you know, first of all, did he only write to Kim? And second of all, if he didn't, what did he write to everybody else? Like the Boston Rob one was, I'm sure, just a love note. Like when I see your eyes, they sparkle. Uh, (laughs) You fill my heart with the warmth of a thousand suns, those types of Mm. things. No, I imagine that Jeff Probst was standing below Robin Amber's balcony in Pensacola, Florida, like performing a song, you know, or holding a boombox above his head with an audiobook of the BR rules playing. (laughs) Oh my God, can you imagine? And we're just like, Rob, can you take care of him again? He's back. (laughs) You see Jeff holding a boombox above his head, like, lesson one, form an alliance. (laughs) Well, maybe Amber then will actually get to hear the rules, considering she never read the book. She she lives the rules, okay? It's like osmosis. Yeah. True, true. Um, I also love the fact that Jeff Probst apparently has his own like stationery. Yes, like there's a there's a little logo and border around it. Yeah, it's written Jeff Probst. Like he got his own cards. So this year, I decided to be an adult, and I'm sending everybody in my family birthday cards. I'm sending thank you cards. I missed out. I should have gotten my own stationery. I'm really inspired by Jeff here. You should have gotten the Jeff Probst stationery. Yes. Just, yeah. Can I order? Yeah, you want to say Jeff Probst at the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You wouldn't get it. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. Some people are like, why did I get a... I got... Liana, I got a thank you card from Jeff Probst, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> oh, that would be so confusing, especially to everyone in my family who does not watch Survivor. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else would have had a really interesting one. Now, knowing more of Jeff Probst's thoughts, like, you know, Danny's would have been nicer than I would originally have speculated. Yeah, exactly. Like, Danny, loved you. Hopefully I can watch you in Guatemala sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Like, really happy we could have one new player on this season. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, I thought that was so funny. I really wanted to well, bring it up. There are a lot of people who are have become parents, right, in the time in between their seasons. Do you think Jeff should have sent them, like, a care basket of, like, child care things? 
<laughs> what would come in the Jeff Probst child care basket? Oh, I don't know, the like Boston Survivor Rob branded Rule onesie. Uh, oh, Boston okay. Rob rule book. It works for parenting. <laughs> um, a- Just l- loads of diapers so that, you, okay, here your caretaker or your spouse can use these while oh, you're exactly. yeah, like, yeah we've, we've supplied you with 39 days worth of baby supplies ready for another go parvity <laughs> that was part of trying to convince them to come out right it was like so they send a gift basket with the invitation and the gift basket just contains like oh it's a toys r us gift card does toys yeah. r us still exist i don't think so nope okay so in that nope. case uh yeah it went, it went the way of poor danny Teeson, unfortunately <laughs> I I was going to say Babies R Us, but then I knew that didn't exist. So for some reason, I went with another store that maybe existed. (laughs) I'll have one better. What if Jeff actually uh, elicited like the support of alumni who weren't going to be on this season as like in-house baby care? You know, like Ah. you can come out and play again, but like we'll get Nick Mariano to watch your kids and stay in your house during your time on the island. Yeah. If it was Nick, that would be more of a reason to stay home, I think. <laughs> yeah, he, he sent that to the people he didn't yes. want to say yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Use it as a deterrent. Be like, we formally have to invite them, but yeah. we don't really oh, want Oris, them. Bad news. Shane Powers is going to have to be your babysitter <laughs> if you sign this contract. So that's all we could get. <laughs> it's so you're going to have to take the risk there, man. <laughs> oh, that would be really funny. Um. Okay, so we've talked about Jeff Probst's uh, thoughts on the cast, but let's talk about the casuals' thoughts on the cast. So I actually had a sort of similar idea. So on Facebook as well, um, they were posting the Jeff Probst sort of one-minute cast assessment videos, and the casuals were free to comment um, on these Facebook posts. So what I've done is I pulled four comments four or five comments about each person. So these were comments that were on, say, Jeremy's video. Okay. And it's up to the two of you. You're actually going to work together here because I'd love to hear the discussion. This is not a competition. This is a teamwork effort. And this is also sort of inspired by the mass singer. Like I'm going to give you the clues, which are the comments and you have to figure out who they're talking about. So essentially which post um, this was on. Okay, so in in general, before we get into yeah. it, what has the casual thoughts about this season been, especially given that Rob and Sandra just appeared on the last season? Okay, it's actually super interesting because I saw a ton of comments that were like, stop bringing back previous players, but it was all stop bringing back previous <laughs> players, not don't bring back the winners. Like for some reason, there's like there was a disconnect between the fact that these are all winners and the casuals really don't seem to care that we're seeing all winners. They're just mad that they're returning players. I'm like, guys, they were winners. <laughs> um, but I will give a little bit of an insight as to how they feel about each person. So I would say on average, each person's post had about a thousand likes. So either the mm. like thumbs up or the hearts. Um, try to guess, just give your best guess. How many do you think Boston Rob got in comparison? Ooh. So knowing that everybody else was averaging around like one, 1.5 maybe. I think I would say like half of that. I would say like 700 or so. I, re- oh. I really think that like, I think if you're directing your anger towards stop bringing players back, it has to be the guy that's now coming out for his sixth time on the island, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, David, what do you think? I, I would, 
I would think the opposite. I mean, yeah, obviously there's going to be some people saying that, but then there's going to be a, a larger group. Well, I hope larger that it does like him there. So I'm, I'm going to say, you know, maybe, uh, Maybe double what the so David. Is. You're on the money in terms of the sentiment, but you're still a little off in terms of the number. Nine point four thousand, <laughs> nine thousand four hundred compared to everybody else. It's at like one point five or one. Isn't that crazy? Nine times. Well, that's that's yeah. why they keep bringing him back. As many you know, even even though there are some casuals going, oh, stop it. There's well nine thousand of them saying the, yes. Keep the, it per, up. the the person that came close was Ethan with six thousand six hundred. So yeah, and that has like sentimental mm. reasons. Yeah. I am I'm happily surprised because again I I had felt that if there was sort of anti returnee sentiment it would be directed towards somebody like Rob, but it seems like people are are really like survivors right to market behind him because it mm-hmm. seems like he is someone who is bringing in the reactions. Yeah. So, you know what? I can't really fault him, to be honest. Like, there were, there were some comments, though, about, (laughs) oh, it's his fifth time playing or he, it was, you know, sixth time, whatever. It was handed to him on the fourth, you know, a time playing, blah, blah, blah. So there are people out there that feel that way. But in general, if we just go based on the likes, Boston Rob is hands down the favorite. Ooh, so that should be interesting as well. I mean, we talked about this back in June that we felt that no matter where Rob goes, he's going to get a good amount of confessional time. But I wonder if uh, the editor is going to play into that even more. And Rob is once again going to become a big narrator of this season, no matter where he finishes. We'll see if they uh, are informed based on the likes. Poor Sophie. Yeah, they'll, get, they'll get at least 9,000 people yeah. posting. Wow, what a great show from Boston Rob this episode. <laughs> so good. Here for the Boston Rob show. Um. Okay, so let's get into this game. Um, So this is the first, these are the comments uh, about the first post. Okay. That sneaky bald cop will win. I forgot his name, but he was relentless the season he won. Mm -hmm. Why not mix it up and get the most evil? Dot, dot, dot. Russell Hance, Johnny Fairplay, and (laughs) others. Dot, dot, dot. Ooh. So you think that the uh, title Winners at War was something that like sort of spoke for itself. But I guess for some no. people, they need to really <laughs> hammer that point home. Like Survivor, Winners at War with winners. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah>. Like colon. <laughs> yes, with only exactly. Winners. Colon with only the winners. The people who won the season. Um, okay. Anyone out there remember Rupert? Please, please make it available to those of us in the wrong TV zones. So TV zones. Yeah, I don't look. I don't know what that means. So who do? <laughs> like the, are they talking about like a Twilight Zone, like some sort of different plane that this person exists on? Right. Like not. not yeah. Exa- exactly. I don't know. I, 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 on the moon, maybe. Like, is that yeah. a TV zone? Please, Survivor, please transmit to to the local affiliate on Gleep Glorp. I've been missing the most recent season. Right. Um. Okay. So what person? was like not that they're necessarily talking about but you know whose post was this on i don't know what the right words are here to describe oh that but okay well it, the first one alludes to the sneaky bald cop you would imagine that it's not under the tony post because tony's name is mentioned several times in the video <laughs> and that person might have their own global transit amnesia if they do not remember the name of the guy in the video yes but maybe it's related. Maybe it's Sarah because right. 
she's talking about. And, that and I'm pretty top. sure in the video for Sarah, they do show a clip of Tony in it. So maybe it's sort of tangentially related where that person saw the hint of him and said, oh, yeah, like that's someone who uh, we you know, that's someone that reminds me of, you know, what Sarah did. I don't remember his name, but it's making me want to say talk about him right now. OK, so what's your final answer? You want to go with Sarah, David? Yeah, I think it so. was Amber. What? Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> so. They Makes have a sense. really hard time staying on topic. All right. So th this <laughs> next one, I think, will be a little bit easier. But I had to start with that one because I couldn't believe. And those were the most Amber comments. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, they, they were all just all over the place. Or I'm so excited for the season or stop bringing back returning players. So <laughs> that was the so interesting because you would think the 9K growing throng of Boston Rob people would comment about his wife a little bit. No idea. No idea. All right. Let's get into this next person. So the comments are, he reminded me of one of those kids from Lord of the Flies crossed with the children of the corn. <laughs> next time on The Walking Dead, Dwight continues to look for Sherry on a tropical island. Am I crazy or is Rob like really overrated as a player? I mean, he is crazy likable, <laughs> but he has always gotten schooled when playing against returning players or uh, or and I guess I never liked him. So okay. what post was I this? Never liked him. I, so I Lord of the Flies. Lord of the well, I'm looking at Dwight. I'm not a Walking Dead person. I'm looking at Dwight, a picture of Dwight. He kind of looks like Tyson. He has like long blonde oh. hair and a beard. So maybe someone's trying to like be snarky and make that comparison. Yeah, I was originally thinking Nick and Adam just because I don't know, Lord of the Flies, young, you know, but yeah, if if you're if you're comparing to Dwight. Tyson would be the man. I guess we'll go with that resemblance. I don't know why I'm following this thread on yeah. the casuals, but I guess we'll we'll sort of rely on the walking dead person here and hope <laughs> it doesn't kill our chances like a machete to our heads. Yeah. Well, that is correct. <laughs> it is indeed Tyson. And that was one of several walking dead Dwight comments that I really? saw. So yeah, <laughs> multiple people feel this way. I feel like, again, I'm not someone who partakes wow. in the Walking Dead empire, but I feel like if this really was an apt comparison, like, wouldn't it transcend? Like, wouldn't that be something that's been said for years? Like how, like, oh, you know, this person looks like this mm -hmm. celebrity, uh, you know, uh, even like Jason Linden looks like Rob Sesternino. Like, you feel like that breaks through to the Survivor Reddit of it all. But I've never heard this comparison before right now. <laughs> yeah. And if you're Tyson, you can't feel real good about it because Dwight, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, I don't know. He, he's 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 not a good looking man. Maybe it was Midwest Barb. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to the next person. He looks like Robin Williams for me. I don't remember. I, <laughs> I don't remember this rube. Jeff Jeff's Botox uh. needs to be voted off first. Ready for <laughs> it. Bring it on. But Survivor, can you do one thing? When season 41 starts filming, can you say what the name of the challenge is? Some of the challenges have been named after rock songs, and we here at KTT FM Radio like it when what? challenges are named after rock songs. Okay? <laughs> yes. And I have one extra comment about this person. 
Liana, put this comment on Casual's Corner. Wow! <laughs> we made it, Liana. I, know. All right. I, I could not believe. And <laughs> that's insane. Like, yeah, so shout out Connor. Um <laughs> I feel very honored. And I did. So I held yes. up my end of the deal. Wow. So Connor's up there with the radio station that wrote in and made its own request for the ch- titles of challenges to be mentioned by Jeff Probst. <laughs> yes, indeed. And there was one other uh, comment that he made. So I actually pulled them for both, but I'm not going to include the other one. So I see you. I see you, Connor. Oh, my God. OK, ah. so. So I, I have a I have a, a good guess. Okay, on this go, one. Yeah, let, let me hear it. I mean, the the Rube thing points to Nick. And Nick did purposely put a little weight on to, you know, in, in advance of the, uh, in advance of the season, which was kind of funny because that's why Jeremy wants to vote him out first. But, uh, I, I do think his face bears a small resemblance to Robin Williams right I guess now. That's the closest we're going to get. Unless you like, maybe Ben's beard reminds them of uh, when Robin Williams emerged from the Jumanji board after spending so much time in it. <laughs> I mean, look, this is no Dwight Tyson comparison. No, no. that is correct. It is about Nick Wilson. So you guys, wow. yeah, you guys are after a rough start with Amber. You've gotten both Tyson and Nick. And I guess it makes sense. You know, the uh, the Nick did name his alliance the rock stars i guess kttfm was like ah. very much into the rock sense of things he's probably the most rock affiliated of this group so maybe this is the connected tissue you need if you're a radio station <laughs> yeah i i really it was try i spent way too much time trying to understand the radio comment it's like is this a dj is it a joke is it an inside joke uh, ugh, too much time i mean i I do remember when they were naming like all the challenges after song yeah. rock songs mm-hmm. by a particular group. And the only way you would know that is, yeah, if you saw it on CBS All Access or there was some other yeah, way. And, that and some, it was sometimes before so, episodes, they used to do uh, like Kierhofer and Jeff would sort of walk through the challenge and be like, OK, here's, mm-hmm. you know, today's challenge. It's called Fight for Your Right to Party. And we're going to, you know, this is how it works. So there were little trickles through. Uh, through in there i mean also the fact that they repeat these challenges i don't know exactly if you want to repeat the same names over and over again to sort of hammer home that fact Mm -hmm. yeah um all right so let's talk about this next person one of the best players ever dot 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 besides russell hands good luck wait russell hands (laughs) like the the appendage well it's (laughs) h-a-n-z Oh, hands. Hands. <laughs> um, he is on my list of hope gone quickly. Also on my list, in no particular order, is Tony, Amber, Sandra, Natalie, Rob, Tyson, Parvati, Sophie, Michelle, and Jeremy. Nice. Wait, can you go through that list one more time? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Tony, wow. Amber, Sandra, Natalie, Rob, Tyson, Parvati, Sophie, Michelle, and Jeremy. And yes, so including this other person, (laughs) they named 11 people. Yes. More than half the cast they hope is gone quickly. Yes. Of hope gone quickly. So, well, hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hopefully they don't know about Edge of Extinction because that's just going to ruin them. (laughs) (laughs) Never gone. (laughs) Um, All right. Nice kid. 
I think they're going to eat him for lunch, though, especially Parvati. Lol. Get new people and make it about surviving and I'll start watching again. Tired of watching the same folks with personality issues. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So who do you think this is about? Well, I completely forgot so, the list that Liana gave. Uh, so <laughs> I remember I, I, I focused on the men because it, it is a guy. And uh, so nice kid would put it in the Adam realm. I, yeah, I mean, unless, now, now that now know, that Nick is, is sort of been, yeah, Nick has sort of been shuffled off with the uh, the Robin Williams of it right. all. So he would be the, the kid. It doesn't really feel like there are any other guys here that you would. I guess maybe Wendell would be like the most comparable Wendell? to a kid. But who would who would name either of those two in the same breath as Russell Hands? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I mean, I could see Wendell, you know, being getting lauded for his game. I could also see a situation where they feel like Parvati is going to flirt with him and quote unquote eat him up. Yeah, yeah. Same with Adam. Um, All right. I feel like, what are you guys thinking? You got to come to a compromise. I, I, I'd go All right, with Adam. Let's, let's go with Adam here. Reaction. All right. That was a great compromise. Adam, it is. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Um, yeah, David, you definitely have a better sense of the casuals, <laughs> which is, I think, a good thing <laughs> in comparison. Um, all right. So let's get in to the next person. Didn't she date Probst? I like her. She's in my top five, but <laughs> Team Boston Rob all the way. Hell yeah, she's a game changer. She's cooking with heat. That's usually how you cook, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What about, what's the cold soup? <laughs> gazpacho, right? Like, oh yeah, but you still have to put gazpacho, heat on yeah. the soup to, to make it, you know? <laughs> like you, you heat it, then cool it. You don't just... Yeah, uh, exactly. Unless you're making sushi, you're not, that's when the only time you're not really cooking with heat. Interesting. Yeah, but she's <laughs> cooking with heat. Okay, so I mean, now I'm starting to think of like who would bear a slight resemblance to Julie Berry because they would definitely like. Now I'm thinking Danny because like she was so like back in those days. I'd be like, yeah, like date, probe date someone from that middle era, right? Like like Danny probably, right? I would say Amber, but we already used her up. Did we use Parvati? We have not used Parvati. I guess you could see her being called. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I could see that as well. Of like. Her being called a game changer, unfortunately, due to her flirtatious mm -hmm. reputation, they could say that, oh, yeah, she probably dated probes and ate him up. So, yeah, that's, that's actually a yeah. pretty, pretty good call. What was the first comment again? I can't remember. Didn't she date probes? <laughs> okay, uh, yep. And then, yeah, yeah, I like her. She's in my top five, but Team Boston Rob all the way. Yeah, I feel like that, that tracks. I feel like we'll go with Parvati here. That's correct. Right. You guys are crushing it. Uh, stay crushing it. It is Parv. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it was very interesting. People seem generally to be excited about her. Um, she actually had one of the next highest amount of likes, 3.6 um, thousand, so 3,600. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's cra It's really crazy. You know, we talk about like, oh, Boston Rob and Sandra and Parv, but people are still excited about these people coming back. It's really interesting as well, like charting oh, yeah. the fan reception behind Parvati, considering that Cook Island's, she was not liked. 
Micronesia, she talked about this in her ET Canada video. People might not remember, she was not well-liked after mm. Micronesia, even after she won. It was really heroes versus villains that really made her into this big fan-favorite player. So it really was, I think, the impression that they left with the fans before going away for 10 years that is really, you know, I think bumped it up to the 3.5 like category. Yeah, and I interviewed her after she won and asked about like stabbing people in the back and not being liked. And she said that it was really just Ozzy that she, he was really the only one that she stabbed in the back. And he's such a fan favorite at the time that everyone turned on her at that point. Mm, Yeah, that's actually, I I mean, that completely tracks, right? Because it doesn't matter. You stab one fan favorite in the back and you're labeled as a backstabber, you know? Um, Actually, Mm -hmm. oh, and also, I mean, also the fact that there's probably, there was probably some frustration over the fact that people like Suri were not Mm, in the final two and that probably got taken out on people like Parvati and Amanda. So, yeah, it's it's interesting sort of tracking the historical like rise fall and then rise of poverty where like it makes sense why she was brought back for heroes versus villains but because of her journey that's when people really like became turned on to okay poverty is this really fun player and it's just in time for her to come back for her fourth time Mm -hmm. right and the funny thing is of course that if tyson hadn't torpedoed himself poverty might never have really had that chance to Mm kind of you know show herself Mm -hmm. in heroes versus villains uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to our next person. We have two left. All right, here are the comments. Boston Rob, all day, every day. <laughs> I will be rooting for Boston Rob. I would be disappointed if Boston Rob and Amber went home too soon. Love them. I'm so tired of the same people getting back on the show. Get new ones or I'm done, along with <laughs> thousand others. This is wow. BS. I didn't realize they had like a whole cavalry behind yeah, them. Apparently this person holds wow. more power than we know. All right. Whose <laughs> post was this on? I mean, it, it sounds like Boston. Yeah, you, Rob, you would imagine, but that's almost you would too imagine easy. That, yes. Maybe some of these other players like Amber might have more tangential or like streamline of thought uh, comments from the casuals. But I think there's so much fervor around Boston Rob, apparently that it would all be about him, you know? Yeah, so this was Wendell. What? <laughs> yeah. I, so here's what I noticed. If they mentioned Boston Rob in their video, all the comments were about Boston Rob. And unfortunately for Wendell, he did mention Boston Rob in his uh, in his video. So, yeah. Wow. So it's just like they're watching. And then when Boston Rob's name is mentioned, like a light switches on in their mind and they take to their keyboards and immediately stop whatever they were thinking. Yeah, I don't know why this is the connection that I made. But remember the pigeons from um, from or the seagulls, I guess, from Finding Nemo. They're yeah, like, the my, 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 my. Yeah. doing their best Kim Spradlin impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I imagine the fans were like, Boston Rob, Boston Rob, Boston Rob. And just like sort of following around <laughs> anything to do with that. So, uh, so, yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> All right. One last one. Will he just go away? He's had his 15 minutes again and again and again. Dot, dot, dot. Feels like Groundhog Day. How can I best explain my feelings? Dot, dot, dot. The Patriots have too many Super Bowl wins and he has had too many appearances on Survivor. He is like George Clooney. He's gotten even better with age. 
<laughs> I don't believe the past winners are permitted to win. I was convinced of this when yeah. Colby was on, and it was obvious that he was holding back. Just my opinion. Oh, there's so many things wrong with that sentence. <laughs> like, who do you think's going to win this season? Yeah, there. Uh, like, is someone going to get brought Nobody. in at the last minute? Or also, Colby didn't win. Yes. Also, he definitely was not, quote unquote, yeah. like, keeping it down on the down low when he came back for Heroes versus Villains. Right. I think Rick Evans is coming back and he's going to win this season. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, there was so much to unpack with that one. I don't well, even so know. So here's the thing is that, you know, you could say it's Boston Rob, but we have been bitten by this snake before right. that. I know, but I, I think she's kind well, of, I'm trying to think about who else <laughs> like would make the comment about keep coming back again and again and again. Yeah. But it, it's not, I would say with Sandra, but it's definitively a he. So I feel like it, it has to be, right. Because all the other, I think actually besides Tyson, Tyson? All, well, we, had, we did Tyson, and I'm pretty sure besides Tyson, so we did Tyson. Already. I don't know, maybe Tony. Because all the other guys besides that, this is only their second time playing because they're recent winners. All right, Patriots have too many victories. Man, Ethan. Well, e Ethan, this is his third time, but I can't imagine people ripping on. Yeah. Ethan. Well, I but mean, does, that's but does Liana want to trick us into not going with Boston Rob to say that this was indeed Boston Rob? You know, I, I yeah, think I think I think be. we're gonna have to to nail in Rob here. Ah, you saw through my trickery. Yes, it was Boston <laughs> Rob. Yeah, the Patriots have too many Super Bowl wins, and he has too many Super Bowl or too many appearances on Survivor. It just made me laugh. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't care. <laughs> I gotta pull this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, especially because he has only worn the Patriots cap once, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. But I mean, he's Boston Rob. Boston Rob. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that kind of stands out. <laughs> um, but yes. All right. Well, this wasn't a game, but congratulations. You both did very, very well um, and got the majority of them. I think you only missed two. So well done. And both of those were the the tricky ones yes, of, that had indeed. nothing to do with the person right. they were talking about. Okay, so I had the idea yeah. for the game reading Wendell's post and seeing nothing but Boston Rob comments, and I was like, I'm going to build a whole game around this. <laughs> this is so funny and so that stupid. insane. It was insane. <laughs> well, I guess maybe that'll translate to the, to the jungle where nobody's going to pay attention to Wendell. As soon as he mentions Boston Rob, everyone's just going to flock towards that. <laughs> Boston Rob? Boston That's Rob? Right. Boston Rob? <laughs> Exactly. It's going to translate. So that'll, that'll be the first tribal council with yeah. Jeff Probst reading <laughs> yeah. the votes. So I wanted to actually speaking of votes, I wanted to bring something up that came out through Dalton Ross's preseason press. It was a suggestion for a new season of Survivor from the one and only Sarah Lucina. And I don't know if that prompted her thank you note from Jeff, oh. but I want to read this out and at least get, because this is definitively not like Survivor, this idea that she's suggesting, but just as a mm -hmm. game mechanic, what we would think about this. So what Sarah said was basically, nobody gets voted out, but you get voted against. So you sit at tribal council and your names get written down, and then at the end, whoever had their name written down the least amount of times in the 39 days is the winner. So what Sarah's suggesting is essentially this group of people will all live on the island. Nobody's going to vote each other out, but instead they're all going to anonymously cast votes. And I guess there'll be some sort of, I don't know, scoreboard that maybe pops up at the end of every tribal council that will say, you know, this is how many votes this person got. It will, again, be anonymous. So, you know, people can reveal who, who they voted for, but they don't necessarily 
need to. And then at the end of it, whoever out of this crop has the least amount of votes is declared the winner. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think this can be summed up easily. It's a twist so bad that even Jeff Probst didn't like it. <laughs> I, this is just one big math problem, right? Like, if you're sitting there, you're just like, okay, how do we either distribute the votes or do we stack against a bunch of people early? It's just a big math problem. So the nerd in me really loves it because it kind of reminds me almost of the circle, the final votes in the final round of the circle, because you're essentially trying to figure out, okay, how do I stack the votes in the way so that I personally have the least amount of votes. I could not imagine a whole season of this. That would be insane. This is a no, good the, genius the, game, actually, and, though. And how, I could see it yeah, as a say, genius. The, the, this yeah, is, this is something an, like out of sequester, I feel like. Yes. There have been rounds where it's like you want to aim for like the middle amount of votes. This is essentially a less complicated version of that. <laughs> yeah. And how do idols work? It's like, okay, I think this week they might all be voting for me. So I want to cancel their votes mm. this week. But next week, it won't matter because I'm such a big target. So they're just going to pile them on again. Yeah. And then how would the fire tokens work here? (laughs) Um, Well, maybe if you collect enough fire tokens, maybe it's like an exchange rate of like three fire tokens and they'll nullify a vote against you, you know, like remove one from your counter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I just think it's, it's an interesting. It's sort of like uh, the good place, you know how they had like that point system uh-huh. that you accrue to to figure out if you want to get in. Like, imagine like a number hovering above everybody's head at all times that shows, you know, how many how many votes they have. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, exactly. At one point in time, you know, what the- or and it could be it, it could be something like, all right, people who have five votes and over, like you can't partake in this reward right now. You're sent to Exile Island for the night. Hmm. Remember at the beginning of the podcast when I said I don't care about the twist and I'm just excited that we're having all winners? Yeah, I would be mad about that <laughs> if this were the twist. Yeah. So, just saying. Listen, you know what? Jeff, <laughs> Jeff wants to create a society. He wanted to create a survivor free market economy. I think we create a survivor class system in the form of these votes. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. Only the five and less voters get to do yeah. this. <laughs> you can go hang out with the 20 voters. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like living in like a ramshackle shack down the beach. <laughs> Who doesn't want to recreate the caste system? Also, Jeff Probst uh, would be like, okay, the Boston Robin Sandra uh, statues, <laughs> each worth negative 20 votes. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could you could train them. Maybe you could do certain tasks. We've, we came up before with like a scavenger hunt system on the on the B&B to like nullify votes against you if you do this certain thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so fun. I mean, well, I guess. Yeah. At, and, at, yeah, I mean, and the end of each episode would be just mad. so exciting. Yes. Because it's all right. And we're snuffing nobody's torch. Uh, here's a scoreboard and we're not showing anybody anything. And yeah, how do you think leave. the finale would work? Do you think it'd be like the biggest loser where they have to like step onto a scale and the number of votes against them will pop up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could they could roll that out. Um, oh my goodness, I just yeah, just they're out there. Everybody's just because there's it's still twenty people, right? Because never nobody ever gets voted out, and so you're just right. constantly trying to keep the tally of. <laughs> yeah, it's just math. Everybody loves math. Well, and how 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 do the individual immunity challenges go when? Well, first of all. I, I, how pointless are they? But yeah, how do they go when you have 20 people? So you got to have 20 poles that they're all standing on 
and holding on to mm-hmm. or, you know, whichever endurance well, challenge they, they can it share. is. It can sort of be like, you know, when uh, you, the other class came <laughs> over into your classroom and like you have to share desk with someone. <laughs> I'm just well, I'm just imagining. All right. We got to simplify this, right? Like we don't have 20 stands. So what are we going to do? All right. We're going to hula hoop. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going just, back to the marbles. Everybody draws yeah, a marble. Put the put the ball in the cup. Yeah, uh, we 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 went to the toy store yes. here in Fiji and we bought a bunch of stuff. Yes. Oh my God. We went to the dollar store. We got a bunch of those paddles with the ball tied onto it. <laughs> Whoever can do it for the longest wins. Uh, this challenge is called "Rock Me Like a Hurricane." <laughs> yeah, or like cup stacking, or I don't know what 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 can we get from the dollar store? Um, it would be a disaster. I'd probably still watch it. I'd be, yeah, I'd, I mean, we could call it like I guess like Survivor, the Biggest Loser, right? Or like Survivor, no, no votes, less is more, maybe. Oh, Survivor, less is more. Yeah. Um, my thought was Survivor, Vote Island, but that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, so right, is the idea. Together. So you know. Well, so our question of the week. Let's sort of uh, segue here into how we end each and every segment here on the B and B. For those of you that are just listening for the first time, the question of the week is a question that we will ask our audience. You guys are going to send us your responses through various means, and we'll answer the question next week. We talked about the fire tokens, and we saw a bit of a semblance as to what's going to be on at least the initial fire token menu. There was, you know, some basic camp stuff. There was an advantage in the next challenge. So let's build out that catalog a bit. I want you all out there to put something on the fire token menu and name your price as well. And hopefully we can build something out, a nice, like, weighty catalog as we uh, approach whatever the heck these fire tokens are going to be going into the new season. And I am super excited that we are going to be reviewing your answers next week with our guest for this jam-packed two-episode premiere. We had to bring in a great guest, and I think we've got a stellar one. Uh, Corey Cool, a two-time Amazing Race finalist, and a huge Survivor fan in his own wow. right is going to be making his B&B debut to break down the two-hour premiere of Survivor Winners at War. Very, very, very excited. Now, I do have one question, Mike. Uh, will the fire token items be available in Sky Mall? For some reason, yes, uh, I feel like they go together. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like it's something where only in Survivor... You're traveling there. You're like, yeah, I could really use this. And then you buy it with your fire tokens. You're like, why did I spend my money there? Like, I was trapped in this situation where I felt like I needed this giant statue of Boston Rob. And now I have it on my lawn and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like on the way back from Fiji, you've got all your extra fire tokens. <laughs> spent yeah, exactly. Like you like go to the duty free shop and you, you yeah. pick up everything that you order with your fire tokens. <laughs> So you can reach out to us with these answers in a variety of ways. You can always tweet them to us using the hashtag RHAPBNB. That's letter B, the letter N, the letter B. You can email them to us, RHAPBNB at gmail.com. Again, that's RHAPBNB. You can post them on Rob has a website. You can post them in the Patreon group. We have many, many eyes uh, scouring social media to pick up these answers. But we'll get into them next week with Corey, as I'm sure... We'll get into a lot more. It's finally happening, and it's happening with a two-hour premiere, which is going to be, I'm sure, absolutely balls to the wall, and I am so, so excited for what's to come. So excited. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm, like, real excited. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Wait, you are? It's shocking. (laughs) Well, David, I know that this is certainly only the beginning of you talking about Survivor 40. Uh, Why don't you give out your social media handle for the audience as well as talk a bit about all the Survivor you've talked about and will be talking about in the future. 
All right. I am on Twitter at David Bloomberg. Uh, no spaces, dashes or anything like that. Uh, just at David Bloomberg. I have not made my way to Instagram or Oh, but you can't like use the filters yet. to figure out what uh, winner you are, David, or what season you are. Yeah. I know. I tried I tried clicking on it and thinking, well, maybe this will work. And the answer is no, no, it doesn't. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have done. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, we were each on a round table. So I was on the fifth round table, which talked about some of the newer winners. Uh, I did uh, with Jessica and Rob. We did a special why the winners lost podcast. It talks about the nine winners who have also at some point lost and you know, went back to my old articles, interviews, and just, you know, some of the some of the episodes themselves and discussed what they did wrong there and how they've changed. And then more recently, Jessica and I did the full season 40 preview where we talked about everybody and what they've done, what we think they might do and uh, made our official predictions, which will probably be completely wrong. <laughs> well, welcome to the team. We all make yep. terrible predictions. Yeah. Um, so I am on social media at Liana Boris. I did do the Instagram filter. I got Kim. I was shocked. Nice. It's amazing. I, uh, that's it. I peaked. It's all downhill from here. I'm on the bottom roll of my parabola. Okay. Um, so what am I doing? I'm also covering The Mass Singer with Puya Zambakili. Um, we actually just released uh, our coverage of episode two. Um, and Wait, uh, can, I, can, I, can I ask a question yes, for a second? Because The Mass Singer, I think, has made an absolutely terrible choice with their plan. Because, correct me if I'm wrong here, so they separated the 18 contestants into three groups. And the first episode focused on six people in the first group. And the second episode focused on five people in the first group. So they're going to focus on one group at a time and go through them. Mm -hmm. That just seems like absolutely terrible planning that there's going to be this entire group is going to be forgotten for six weeks of episodes. Okay. So I didn't think of that, that then we will forget about them. However, if you listen to the podcast, which I suggest everybody check out, I actually make, I make an argument for why I think that that's a good idea. So um, I don't think it's as bad, but it is a choice. Um, I am also going to be covering the Lego <laughs> Masters show that was on Fox. So my sister, Lego expert extraordinaire, and I are going to be getting together to talk about episode one. Um, so we'll be recording that and that should be out soon. That is so exciting. Do you think, how do you think Boston Rob would do on the Lego Master series? <laughs> uh, hey, anybody got any Legos? That's my terrible so then, Boston Rob impression. And then there'll be a video on Fox and all it will say is Boston Rob. Yeah. Oh, my God. But then they stole him from CBS. I'm sure there's like some contract thing going on there. Who knows? Um, but of course, he would only agree to do it if it was with Amber. Um, maybe they would allow them to have their daughters there sort of hanging out mm. in the workroom. I could see that happening as well. Do you think maybe they should do a version of Lego Masters one episode where it's Boston Robin Amber hosting and their four daughters are competing? I would love is if there is a child version out there, I would watch that. Um, it would be so cool because kids come up with the weirdest, most random things. I don't know what they would build, but it would be fascinating. Yeah, I built a cup and it's made of knives. Yeah, right. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that could be the tamest idea. Yeah, exactly. That's just a drop in the bucket. So, uh, yeah, so look out for that. I'm super excited to both check out 
all the the Fox shows that Liana yeah. is covering. That's that's your wheelhouse now, Liana. I, I guess so. Who would have thought? Not me. So, so you can always follow me at a Mike Bloom type. <laughs> I've been talking about this before, but you can check out uh, the roundtable that Liana and I were on talking about Yule, Ethan, Sophie, and Danny. I also was on with Rob and the great Chelsea Walker talking about the Survivor at 40 special a few days ago. In terms of writing, preseason, I have been doing every weekday a profile on the winning games of our 20 contestants, talking about their strengths, their weaknesses, how good are they with advantages, how good are they in challenges. Just a nice opportunity to sort of brush up on these people before we see if they're able to reinvigorate those skills uh, coming into the game. But once the season starts, I'm very excited to debut a new feature where I am going to be talking with Survivor alums, hopefully every week, fingers crossed, uh, some wheels are still in motion there. But basically, when a winner is voted out of the game, because there's no Edge of Extinction, there will not be any exit press, I'm sure, much to David's chagrin. So what I'm doing instead yeah. is I'm going to be interviewing a person who played with that winner on their winning season to essentially get their thoughts on how they thought that person played, uh, what skills may have translated over from their winning season into their not so winning season. And so it's basically like an exit interview, but through the eyes of another person. So I'm very excited about that. I have some really fun people lined up to talk to with that. Also might have some other stuff in the hopper as well. I'm writing about Australian Survivor for True Dork Times, which has been an excellent, excellent season so far. I highly recommend if people want to sort of get themselves pumped for Survivor as a whole, check out those first three episodes of Australian Survivor All-Stars because it's really been a fun returnee season. Also covering Star Trek Picard and Lost on post-show recaps. And I'm running out of breath, so I will stop doing plugs at this moment. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I'm so happy to be back, Liana. This is going to be so much fun. Yay! Me too. Again, I'm excited. <laughs> so you can check out all the stuff that we're doing. We're going to be back here each and every week, usually recording on weekends. If you guys have game suggestions, we are willing to look at them and hopefully bring them to the table. If you have longer suggestions, rhapbnb at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can just tweet us random things and uh you know we're most likely going to go with it we're all here about the fun and games and the shenanigans that are sure to ensue over the course of this season david thank you so much for coming on it was a delight to have you here and hopefully uh you know you don't get haunted by the six flags men on the way out because we may need to hire him as a mascot considering how washed up he is <laughs> well thanks for having me and i did not find a oh, single bed bug well. so i think we're good good just we definitely don't that was a joke <laughs> so yeah exactly exactly actually though they were the ones that were commenting on all the boston rob posts with the nine thousand likes it was our bed bug yes. army mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this week we'll be back next week with Corey cool from the amazing race to break down this jam pack premiere i hope everyone has a great premiere i hope those that are going out to the big rhap 10-year event. Have a great time. I also might have uh, something RHAP-related coming Woo! out for Parade very soon as well. Just a little hint. Uh, special thanks to Scott St. Pierre for editing this behind the scenes. Paul Osselson, our head writer, and the great Wolf from America for our theme song. We'll be back next week breaking down the premiere of Survivor 40. It's coming. It's almost here. But for now, we'll check you out <laughs> at your next day. Mike and the other guys are playing some games. And I pray to your mama that they're not super late. That all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Mike and Liana gotta play in some games. That I pray to your mama that they're not super late. And if that all 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.